This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, April 2nd, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. If we oppose our own government owning corporate assets in this country, why would we allow other governments to do so in the form of sovereign wealth funds? Dan Eikenson, Associate Director of the Center for Trade Policy Studies at the Cato Institute, says sovereign wealth funds are a different animal. The United States should welcome investment. First of all, sovereign wealth fund investment is, is nothing new. It's just that in recent years, uh, the number of funds has increased considerably, and the amount of wealth under sovereign wealth fund control has increased. Today, it's about $2.5 to $3 trillion worth of, uh, of assets. Uh, some people in the United States and the U.S. policy community uh, are concerned that if we allow sovereign wealth fund participation in our markets, and we are unclear as to whether they are pursuing economic uh, objectives or foreign policy objectives, uh, that could somehow undermine the workings of the market. Uh, players could lose lose faith in the market. Um, I think that that is a concern that uh, that is that goes addressed by our current laws. Uh, we have the, currently we have the revamped CFIUS rules, the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, which was uh, revamped uh, in response to the Dubai Port World's debacle a few years ago. We have a slew of banking laws in place uh, to make sure that no entity takes uh, substantial control over uh, over the banking sector. Uh, so, I think we have. The rules and regulations that we have in place uh, are sufficient to deal with foreign investment, whether it whether it's privately owned or directed by by foreign governments. I, I know a lot of libertarians uh, express concern at times uh, uh, about the prospect of allowing foreign governments to participate in our markets. Uh, the the it's put as it's put like this, you know. If we don't, if theoretically we are opposed to our own government participating in the market, why should we allow foreign governments to do so? I, I think they're two very different animals. Uh, first of all, we 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 oppose government accumulation of wealth because we're opposed to the growth of government. It, it crowds out civil society. But when we're talking about foreign governments, uh, yes, it's a problem for citizens of those foreign countries who who have a rightful claim to that wealth, but are don't don't uh, actually have access to it because of the way their government is structured, the way their economy is structured. Um, but foreign governments don't write U.S. laws. They don't execute them. They don't adjudicate them. Uh, the U.S. government does. And if the U.S. government were to participate meaningfully in our in our markets, they do to a certain extent. Uh, there is always a concern that if they have a horse in the race, there's a conflict of interest. Uh, so. I, I think that they're, they're different animals, and, uh, and we, but we, sh we should be welcoming of investment until there is a real reason, a legitimate reason, a confirmed reason to uh, be much more wary of them. Is there a legitimate difference between the opposition of Chinese sovereign wealth funds and the uh, Middle Eastern sovereign wealth funds? I, I think they have different perceptions uh, politically or within the U.S. policy community. Uh, for, for many years, policymakers have been hearing that the, the Chinese and the Japanese and the Koreans have been accumulating foreign reserves on account of unfair trade practices, currency manipulation or subsidization or closed markets or what have you. Uh, so, uh, so we really didn't start hearing a lot about sovereign wealth funds until the Chinese created their own uh, fund last year. Uh, so I, I think there's opposition. There is interest in somehow penalizing the the East Asians for alleged alleged unfair trade practices. 
whereas the Arab countries uh, and Russia uh, and Norway and, and other commodity-rich countries uh, have a different perspective politically. Certainly Norway is kind of in, in, in a class by itself. Uh, in fact, Norway is sort of held out as, a, as, a, as an example of the way sovereign wealth funds should be run. They're transparent. Uh, they allegedly don't pursue political motives. But quite frankly, if you, if you look at what they did recently, uh, there was a divestiture of, of Walmart because of Walmart's alleged uh, opposition to unions. So there's a, very, there's a social uh, manifesto sort of driving uh, Norway's uh, investments. But Russia and the Arab states tend to uh, provoke concerns about security. Are they really our friends in this post-Putin uh, post era, uh, in this uh, war on terror era? Um, and sure, they're le legitimate concerns, uh, but I, I don't think that we need to do, go, do anything outside of what is already being done to, to cur curtail their influence in the markets. With the Chinese holding such large stores of U.S. currency, you could argue that that's had some pretty significant benefits for the U.S. Sure. I mean, the, as, China has become wealthier, and as a result, U.S. exports to China have increased. Uh, there's certainly a lot of uh, investment in, in China. Ch those who, who seem to think that it's a zero-sum game, that China's gains come at our expense, are, are, are mistaken. Um, what, what, I, what is appealing to me about sovereign wealth fund investment is, up until recently, the Chinese in particular have been investing in U.S. government debt. The, the low risk, low return, uh, and they've been, they've been investing their currency reserves there. But in recent years, as the dollar has been declining, they're actually losing money on those the investments. Because when you convert it back into the Chinese currency, uh, there is a, there, there, it turns out to be a loss. So they're motivated now to move into higher returning assets. At the same time, what that does is it sort of starves the U.S. government of, of cheap funds. And it will now uh, attach a cost to government profligacy that didn't really exist uh, when there was a lot of money flooding into the debt markets. Dan Eikenson is the Associate Director of Trade Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more on sovereign wealth funds at our website, cato.org.